Welcome back, everyone. This is part two of the season finale of Charm Season Six. We're on episode twenty-three. It's a bad, 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 bad wow. world. Extra episode this season too, right? Than from the normal twenty-two, right? <laughs> All right, same as before. Uh, air date written by, directed by, but we have some new special guests: Jim Abel as Doctor Roberts. With Wes Ramsey as our adult Wyatt Hollowell, Jay Lamont Pope as Mike, our orderly, and John Todd as an unidentified elder with Carrie O'Malley, Carrie O'Malley stealing the show as our nurse. Phoebe has been shot for parking in Mrs. Noble's driveway, but Leo heals her in time. Leo explains that Gideon messed up the cosmic balance when Phoebe and Paige went to the evil world and their evil opposites did not come through. So as a result, their world is now too good. Every little infraction is a capital offense. Damn. And Phoebe and Paige go to the hospital to join Piper. Leo goes after Gideon and Chris stays behind to watch Wyatt. Now, I love this divide and conquer plan. Everybody has got something to do. Everybody's a part of the episode. Break. Let's go do it. (laughs) Um, I love it. But here's the thing, though. Well, no, I actually wrote it later, so it's okay. Gideon goes to Barbas and claims that Wyatt is a threat to both of them. Gideon says that a great evil must corrupt the good world to restore the balance. He offers to do this if Barbus will keep the charm ones distracted. So I think it really makes sense for Gideon to want to seek out help from Barbus. It, it, I mean, if you're if you're gonna try and get somebody right. to help with this or one that would definitely not benefit with the current world as it is, Barbus would be somebody who is easily able to like strike a deal. So I think it makes sense that he went to him. So correct me if I'm wrong, Rob. In this scene, Barbus has just been vanquished. Vanquished in the sense that he's gone into the wasteland again, even though you can't get rid of him. But he says witches are after him continuously. Right up there. So that made no sense to me because that would mean that these witch, these random witches that are out there that aren't the charmed ones are fierce enough to d- defeat him like that, like without any like. I thought the charmed ones struggle. They're, they're his greatest and even worse than the source. He's they, you know, like what? I mean, I know the world is thrown off, but these average witches are vanquishing Barbus continuously. All I can say is, is that in this world of so much good, these <sighs> witches are just more confident in their power and are also a part of the revolution. I mean, that's all I can really say to this. <laughs> the revolution. Um, I am just ready for Gideon to stop this all i'm so he's just unwinding it he's just getting at this point yeah it's deep you can't even say he's too deep into it he's gone it's gone it's over like everyone knows his thing but he's just this desperate man and i'm so sick of his plans like he's so desperate and he's just now you know with barbus and it's time One of Leo's fellow elders finds Leo trying to sense Gideon. The elder tells Leo that while many of them shared Gideon's concerns about Wyatt being too powerful, Gideon should never have acted alone. Ugh, this elder annoyed me. He warns Leo that he's risks doing further damage if he goes after Gideon alone. However, Leo is determined to hunt down Gideon himself. This elder, I thought, is not in this world reality. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know what? I understand what he's saying. Like, he doesn't want Leo to go down like a bad path. I'm going to give him that. And he's an elder, whatever. He's trying to think of the whatever. But Gideon, do you, did you hear what Gideon just tried to do? Did you hear what Gideon just did? Do you understand what the thing is going on here? Like, well, 
they're they're still in this sort of like you know they obviously don't take away free will and they look at the greater picture of it all i mean like i said at the beginning of the season gideon has a point in why he's thinking the way that he does yes yes. and yes this elder shouldn't be so blasé about it but we are talking about taking another man's life based on a personal vendetta versus you know like I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Do these bad people deserve to die just because they did one criminal act? Not even. I mean, does he know that Leo? Did Leo say he's going to kill him, though? No, but I mean, clearly a father is not really going to, like, capture him and take him to justice. Like, he wants to put his own spin on justice himself. It is very implied. But no, he doesn't say it. Because I think just like the mirror world later on, Leo says, like, I don't think this elder thinks that Leo's going to take the... I- like knowing the Leo up until now, that's how I feel. Like they're just like pulling that morality crap with him again. Like, Oh, this is the greater, you know, like to me, yes, I wouldn't maybe not kill him, but capture him, but don't tell Leo that, Oh, we, it's not like we all haven't thought of it. And you know, you're an elder now. It's just, it's throwing Gideon, if you want to put it this way, Gideon caused this whole thing that's happening now. So it's not just my son. It's now the world is upside down. The charmed ones are in all turn. It's a whole thing that he caused. So he says to him, he was like, yeah, Gideon's a dick. But look what happened because he went rogue. Like, we don't need another elder going rogue. I, you're right. I mean, I mean, he does no, no, say no, it, I, but. No, I mean, there's no right or wrong. I, 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 I get your debate about this. This is an interesting topic. It's just, I mean, that's that's how they explain it. Do I agree of course, with it? Yeah, yeah. Do I agree with it? Not a hundred percent, but I think in the term of how elders should be, he's in character to yes, talk this way. Yes, yes, you're right. And, that is and, true. So I get that, but it's stupid. It's stupid. Like you can't expect, and I'll talk about this later because, like. I, Leo is is way better than me having to witness and deal with the shit that Gideon did to him, but we'll talk about that later. Because it's um, a deep, I mean, not only it's it's like this mentor lying, this man that's supposed to be the ultimate. Yeah, it's deep. Yeah. Um, so Leo is to turn in. Phoebe and Paige enter the hospital to find lots of patients with severed limbs as punishment for minor offenses. They also notice that the sun never sets in this world. Piper has been affected by the cosmic shift and seems quite cheerful in spite of being in labor. Phoebe and Paige try to tell Piper that Gideon is the one after Wyatt. Excuse me, but Piper scoffs. To me, I thought that would have woken up piper at that moment i know it you need it for this episode to work but i don't know i wish that would have woke her up yeah i think because of the effect of the world versus being under a spell is different oh again good look at you coming out with these facts (laughs) yeah um uh, Piper's constriction, uh, constrictions, uh, contractions <laughs> get stronger, and a doctor hustles Phoebe and Paige out. Oh, that was my favorite part of the episode. When you like, we don't, you don't want to lose a limb or something to you. And Piper's like, I mean, excuse me, Phoebe's like, bye. <laughs> like. We'll call you. Goodbye. Well, um, it was just the doctor who was just like, visiting hours are over. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> I just like how he said he was like, we're not bye-bye. leaving him. He's <laughs> like, bye-bye. Yeah. And then Gideon orbs in and suggests paying, uh, playing to Piper's fear of losing her sisters. Uh, just to just back this up, Rob, you know how much I love Paige, but Paige did the ultimate thing that i hate in this episode she told that woman at the receptionist job because i've been told this to tone it down a little i know what page has been like i know she's been through a lot and i've been witness to this i worked with someone at microsoft and she had the biggest cheerful attitude when she's on the phone and i witnessed somebody telling her over the phone to tone it down 
<clears throat> and it's just it's just such the rudest thing ever, especially because if it was the opposite, trust me, you either had her fired, ridden up, or done yeah, whatever yeah, when yeah, somebody doesn't yeah. appease to you. Now, I'm not saying that she was that cheerful to like bow down to the customer that's over the phone, but at the same time, <clears throat> pleasant enough that you're- she's trying to be pleasant enough over the phone, you know, and I just somebody who is that like depressed or in despair to like shit on somebody else's good attitude is bullshit. I just think that's so fucked up. I didn't like that line either, to be honest with you. It stood out and it wasn't a really nice thing to say. I'll just say that right there. Not even a page thing to say. Well, she, she, I, Paige is a little sarcastic. I can see it coming from her. She just doesn't do it often. So this is a little out of sorts, but I can see her being that kind of snappy. But would she say it to the person like that? I feel like she would have been like, oh my God, this girl's a little, but I feel like, yeah, well, she she's in, sassy, but she's in total, she's in total rejection of this mirror world anyway. So she pretty much doesn't really give a shit about anybody it's she true. encounters. It's so true. I have a feeling she's just being sassy over the fact that this world is bull crap. I mean, they did just shoot her to be honest. So I, <laughs> she's probably in a mood. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But speaking of the darkness, you know, um, you know, punishment by shooting, you know, stuff like that. The sun is out all the time. Is this the utopia that we thrive for? Like, you know how somebody be like, I wish for world peace. Does that is that what this looks like? For all of this goodness to be everybody's happy. Everybody follows these certain rules. Yeah, like if the sun is out, like, is that what utopia looks like? Like, how do you balance that out and still call it a utopia? How do we all get along in the world, but still have that, like, I I don't think, I don't think it's this way with the, with the, like, the, have a nice day, like, you can't do anything, like a parking ticket. It's so crazy. But yeah, what do you, what would that world be like? so crazy yeah it was it was a little eerie kind of thinking about that to be honest (laughs) i agree chris scries for gideon but can't get a fix on him he suggests that leo bust himself back down to white lighter again once he goes back to his world but he isn't leaving until after he figures out why Wyatt turned evil. Mm-hmm. So I like this. And I thought the reason he wanted him to do that was that he would have more time with Chris, not mm-hmm. for the sake of Leo and Piper. I thought he was going to be like, no, cause I want you around more. I would have preferred that. Cause that was the whole theme of his rival with him anyway. But now it's all about, well, I want you two to stay together. Trust me, if they stay together, she's going to drive his ass back up to the elder world and he's going to want to work more. Trust me, he's going to do because those two, man, I swear they're in love. I get it, but (laughs) good luck on that. I play Piper. Leo and Chris realize almost at the same time that Gideon's concern about Wyatt were actually a self-fulfilling prophecy. Leo suspects that in Chris's future, Gideon took Wyatt away for several months and tried to kill him. And he also thinks that the shock of having to constantly defend himself at such a young age is what turned Wyatt evil. Now, I don't remember this at all. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I am like in shock because this makes total sense yeah he would have the most yeah he would have such a disdain on the world and people and lose all hope in humanity like i totally get this now can you imagine like the only human interaction that you've got is somebody trying to kill you and you don't even know why like that is you know what this makes it worth it if this is actually the way it happens, right? Like, you're right. This explains it better than they could have hoped. But it's almost like, again, like we say this whole season, I'll take it and I love it. Um, Not to get off your point, but I feel like it was just way that one day, like, he just came up with this, Leo. Like, is that really what happened? Or was it this? Or was it that? Or was it, you know, but if that is the case, it's terrible. And it makes sense, though. Yeah, that that's really bad. And then I love the fact that it didn't work. 
Like Gideon went through all this and he still didn't even kill him. So it's just like, what a waste. Well, that and that's the part that I like that Gideon realized. Oh, well, I won't even like. I I'll, that's for later, but it's just yeah. like you did all this, but it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. At magic school, Phoebe and Paige try to contact their evil counterparts. They hear an echo. They discover their evil counterparts are trying to contact them as well through the mirror. I actually like this. I I, I didn't um, put a note down, but I, I made a mental note that I like that Phoebe doesn't have her powers. She didn't need to get a premonition to realize that the mirror, she's actually just going through it and just using her witch Intuition. You can only do spells and you can only, you could still cast charm spells and potion making, you know, uh, tie in to, rem- to remind people. But I like that she's using her actually, yes, her her intuition. She sees the, the chess piece and that's what sets her off the echo. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, with Phoebe, I'm really happy that you were able to, you know, do this without your powers. Yeah. Um, so evil Phoebe and Paige report that their world has become entirely too evil, just like the normal world is too good. Every good deed is an offense worthy of losing a limb or worse. It's always night. <laughs> what was it? The even saying like Gunzuntai is too, oh my God, too nice. Yeah. The Phoebes. The Phoebes and Pages, the Phoebes, the Phoebes and Pages think that if they can snap their Pipers back to themselves to get the evil sisters in the good world, they might be able to shift the balance back. Yes, sisters, work that power for still. (laughs) So they're working off theories and stuff. They just want the world to go back. But um, yeah, so the whole goal is Piper. I totally get that. I just like that they're working together and it's not like a continuous, like, Oh, you're good. You're bad. You know, like it was like, they're just talking to each other and they're saying things that they would have said as themselves, but they're able to bounce it off themselves. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, would you prefer to live in a world where it's always sunny or it's always night? Oh, I like both. Um, like, 50 uh 30 night there 50 shades of gray what the hell is that 30 days of night um i do love sun but i gotta tell you i like night too if i could have more sunlight and then just a little less night (laughs) pick one damn i guess i'd rather it be sunny than the night continuously okay Fair. Well, what about you, Rob? It, to me, it would depend on the the economics of like business and stuff on oh, how yeah. that would play out. So, like, if I could go to the beach when it's all sunny out at like ten o'clock at night and it's still warm oh, out, yeah, yes, yeah. I would. I would love the opportunities to be able to do a lot of day stuff because, like, because you can work, right? You can work. Do there's the no excuse. Five. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no excuse. Then. And then after the five o'clock, it's still sunny out. Everything that you would have done during the day, you can do now at night. I would love that. You but know, and it's not even night. Let's just get rid of the time. Let's shift it down. You could be working where it's really eight o'clock at night, but it's still sunlight, and you—I don't know—you just got up at a distant time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, given that, I think that I would most likely choose night all the time because Ooh, of the you vampire. I know because of the nightlife or whatever. But I. I you know, and then you got to think scientifically. If I'm really digging into it, do we want the sun blazing the entire time? What would that do to the environment? Like, of course, that but- yes, yeah, that's true. But then I'm thinking, would things grow if there yeah. was no sun? <laughs> like, would. That- but I didn't expect us to go that deep. It's just more of like, do we want to look at the sun and have it be day all the time, or would it mess up our sleep patterns? Or is I it best to be just a lot have more a cool, th- breezy night the whole Ooh. time? I mean, nothing meets beats an amazing night, but I feel like there'd be a lot of depression if it was permanently night, continuously. And there, where what where would Buffy be? She would need to be needed continuously because they would never be running away from vampires. <laughs> uh, 
Barbus gives Piper a vision of Paige and Phoebe being vanquished by the elders for speaking ill of Gideon. Ha! <laughs> if that's all it took to like kill the Charmlands. Especially, yeah, that Piper too. She wasn't yeah. like, what? <laughs> I know, but she's like, no, they're innocent. They didn't mean it. I just love it. She tried to plea. Um, so she casts a spell. Call now the powers, blessed be, to make my sisters happy. Happy! <laughs> And now Phoebe and Paige are as excessively cheerful as everyone else. <laughs> Instead of going after Gideon, they are going to attend the birth of baby Chris. Baby. Oh, don't you baby. love babies? Oh, baby. Who babies doesn't are, love the babies? Babies are so cute. I love babies. <laughs> That's my favorite, too. <laughs> Isn't it, though? I was such a cute baby. Oh my god, I I'm wish I'm so sure you are. I have got to show you some baby pictures later. Oh my god, you would Do love You actually them. have them? I think I have one or two that I could show you. At least me as a little little kid for sure. I was so adorable. I was so adorable. Mm. Ryan, by the way, I just want to say, oh my god, it's so cool having you here. I am just overjoyed that you get to join me on this. Thank you for, for doing this episode with me. It's so, I have so much happiness. I can't even tell you. I am grinning ear to ear that I'm able to even talk charmed with you. This what, is amazing. What a moment, right? What a moment. <laughs> I too feel that excitement. <laughs> so we find out that the name that Chris is uh, named after, it's revealed that it's Leo's father. That's so nice. Isn't that sweet? That is I so sweet. Know. I didn't know that. I think that is so sweet. I love that. So Leo and Chris suspect that Gideon somehow made Piper cast the spell to throw them off his trail. Gideon, come on. I that love Gideon, him. That Gideon is just always up to no good. <sighs> Silly Gideon. Silly, oh. silly Gideon. He doesn't mean it. No, I don't think so. No. So Chris tries to tell them that Gideon might take another run at Wyatt. They laugh at the idea. I mean, how preposterous is that? He's an elder. He's an elder. He's an elder. Why would he do that? Never, 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 never. I know he's, he's out there right now. He's on a cloud. Yeah. He's, he's floating, he's meditating. Simple. He's all about the good. I, I don't see this happening. Phoebe and, I mean, silly Chris. <laughs> Daryl shows up to arrest Chris for ins assaulting him. Yeah, now, see, I agree with Daryl. Daryl deserves justice. Didn't you love how Daryl was so cheerful, though? He was really that good was at real. it. That was, like, it was surreal. Seeing he was that. so like good at it. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Phoebe and Paige don't even bother to back Chris up. Nope. They're just like, instead of encouraging, instead they encourage the arrest, forcing Chris to blow Daryl out the door. Yes. Yes. Now, Chris, I think the last thing that you want to do is maybe piss off the law. I mean, you really thought that this was the best thing to do in the situation was to I just push him out the door. That was silly of Chris. Very silly, Chris. I mean, sometimes he could be a troublemaker, but we still love Chris. That Chris is a troublemaker to the core. <laughs> so Leo goes to the hospital to ask her if she'd uh, seen him. And Leo learns that there is a complication in Piper's delivery and rushes to her aid. Such a good father. He's he's always been he's there for so her. So good. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So Barbus, at Gideon's suggestion, gives him a vision of what Wyatt morphing from a small little cutesy baby to a full grown man. The oh. e the evil Wyatt and Chris was trying to stop. Wyatt orbs he's... Excalibur into his hands and stabs Leo. He sure was scary. <laughs> he was a bit scary. Yeah. I think if we just sit down and talk with him, oh. calm him down a little bit, I think he would be more accessible to probably becoming good. He needs more white on him. <laughs> That's what <laughs> all it takes. Give him some white clothes. Just some and color. He'll be good. 
yeah, some spring colors will do him just good. But I love the callback, though, that mm-hmm. he calls Excalibur because they mentioned he is the one to yield the weapon. So I love that. I like I that they called. Well. It could have been any sword, but it was Excalibur. So I think it better not be any other sword. <laughs> that's why it's silly. <laughs> so pages and big smile when she's in the spell, and then Phoebe's baby talk. I just thought was the greatest thing ever. It was. I love so when good. Phoebe does. I mean, when Alyssa does her her baby talk, aka Rose, when she switches page to Paige's body voice, um, it's always so fun. It's uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. And again, just Daryl just being involved, even if he's super cheerful. I just thought his acting was so good in this scene. But it's really good. Again, I just love that he's still a part of this episode and just his involvement is what I like and what I wish the show had done more is just kind of find ways for him to kind of just be involved all the time. And I I just I just think it was good. Okay, go ahead. We love charmed. The way (laughs) it is, it's perfect. In the attic, Chris hears the footsteps of an unseen figure. Didn't I mention that I love invisibility? (laughs) (laughs) You do. I guess you do. I I totally remember that. I love it. It's the best thing to spy on people like this. He moves to the... (laughs) He moves to flee with Wyatt, but the figure flings him back. It's Gideon. What? I'm I'm very shocked. Gideon becomes visible, armed with a knife, and then goes invisible again. Your favorite thing. I love invisibility. <laughs> Chris rushes towards Wyatt, but Gideon reappears, stabbing Chris and orbs away with Wyatt. Just as Leo comes to Chris's aid. I mean, what? Leo should have just stayed away. Chris, you meddled too much. You should have just let things go the way that they're supposed to go. I mean, it's so simple. Why it's evil. Like, we have to get rid of him. Sorry. He'll understand later. He'll grow up and think about this and know it was the right thing to do. I agree. But Gideon orbs Wyatt to Barbus's lair just as Leo arrives. Barbus lun- lunges to stab Wyatt, but he orbs away. They plan a way to track Wyatt and kill him. Leo tries to heal Chris to no avail. He doesn't want to leave Chris alone. So he kisses Chris on the forehead and orbs back to the hospital to get Paige and Phoebe so they can keep an eye on Chris. Oh, that's so adorable. It really is. They still don't believe that Gideon is trying to kill Wyatt. But when Leo tells Paige and Phoebe that Chris is dying, the news breaks Piper's spell, allowing them to remember what's happening. Oh invisibility i hate invisibility (laughs) i know i was like when you mentioned that earlier and was like yeah invisibility sucks i i hate what they do and i'm like they do it a lot in this episode so (laughs) i bet you're loving this (laughs) shenanigans page orbs to the manor but is greeted by a swat team daryl and inspector sheridan there was a SWAT member hiding in the closet. Is it that, that was, serious? <laughs> Daryl is not risking anything. He's got them everywhere. It serves him right, too. I love it. Isn't that where that demon that will go down in history is was put into? Oh, uh, he, there's probably, like, a smell that they could not get out ever to this day. No. What was that demon's name again that we couldn't get out of the car? I'll beats me. Right? That's what he keeps saying. <laughs> Me, I don't remember him. I don't know. We don't know her. <laughs> was it Stanley? It was Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> they demand that he turn. She turn in Chris. Paige says, screw you, and refuses. And Sheridan, this is Sheridan, knocks her to the floor, backhanded slap. I mean, Sheridan pulls a crush slap on the crush is a movie with Alicia Silverstone from 1990 something she gets slapped and flies across the room Sheridan 
like my god she picked this up in the strip club i'm assuming um yeah (laughs) (laughs) so chris was stabbed by gideon yes yes wyatt was not phase again stoic face didn't react didn't cry didn't do anything sociopath example number two like number two you can this is not number two but you i'm serious you can make this baby do whatever and you still choose that this baby doesn't react to shit i mean he literally witnessed his brother get stabbed i was like what is happening what is happening Um, i mean maybe he doesn't know that chris but still like you would think this would traumatize him somewhere like something going on i actually yelled when he got stabbed the first time i was like no Oh, I yeah, I didn't expect it to happen like that. I was not so shocked. Not my Chris. I know, but this is the thing that I was talking about earlier. Like, I know that Leo was contemplating getting revenge and maybe even yes. killing Gideon for justice. But when you see Chris stabbed on the ground and this man holding Wyatt <gasps> and was- shimmering out, I'd have been done. I'd have been so done. Like he is dying today. I agree. I can't guarantee that he's going to make it out alive. I'm just saying right now, like that image alone would have messed me up if if that was my children. Definitely. And I'm sorry, anything that happens to Leo after this, what might happen to him in the future? I don't know. Next season, this makes sense. This is a great portrayal. This is terrible. The person that you've trusted for months or or how many months at this point? God knows how many months we've jumped. Oh, my God. This guy has been lying to you the whole time. And he just took your son. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah. Good Leo meets evil Leo at Gideon's mirror. They realize that Gideon is hiding in the underworld and that Barbus is working with him. Wyatt is orbing all over the underworld and vanquishing demons with little more than a glance this is fucked up and again another example of his psychosis like this man this is when he smiles is when he's killing demons who haven't done anything to him you are so right i hate to say it but he's a sociopath i swear he's already evil right now christian you better stop lying about why <laughs> they're gonna get you Chris no, but failed. it's truth i mean it's crazy I these mean, demons were just living their best life they don't even come to the surface they don't fuck around with humans why, like why though rob did he not i kept saying why didn't he orb to the manor he well he can't apparently gideon suggests that he's not powerful enough to orb literally outside of try me <laughs> but yeah i guess he's just he just can't do it he could um, levitate that knife and bring a dragon to life, but he can't. Nope, not yet. Picture his house, his crib, an <laughs> orb there or something, or to his mom, picture his mother. I don't know. <laughs> so Barbus is hot on his tail, and a teary-eyed page calls for Leo. When he gets there, the SWAT team and inspectors, uh, Sh- Inspector Sheridan and Morris come out of the room that Chris is in, and when Leo asks, what are they doing there? Sheridan simply responds, nothing. We don't have to do anything. Leo looks at her confusedly. Daryl adds, I'm sorry, Leo. And Leo runs into the room to see Chris is very weak. He asks him to hold on and not to give up. And Chris responds with a weak, you either. Then his head falls back on the pillow and he dies. His body even fades away. Mm-hmm. This is, man, Leo had me in yes. this combined with the real tears of Rose McGowan. Like, she was great. I thought I loved Paige having Paige at that moment because I feel like they would have threw this out of Phoebe, maybe. But I like that Paige got that moment. It we've was... seen Phoebe cry over family before. I want Paige to be here and make her, she is important. This, I, of course, look how I turned this scene all about Paige. Like, <laughs> but I just, Leo just having to witness him die, his promise wasn't fulfilled, and then the body disappeared. Like, I couldn't be able to handle all of this right I now. I emotional again watching it, actually. It was pretty crazy and very heartbreaking. I can only imagine. But what do you think about Chris dying in general? I mean, yes, he wasn't greenlit for another season, 
it wouldn't make sense to really have them. Did you think he was at no, the time? No, no, I honestly I didn't. I mean, I I'm I'm not like I I can't remember if I was surprised he died in the finale versus maybe like having an episode or or saying goodbye and just leaving back to the future. Like, yeah. what do you think about Chris dying? Like, was I it like needed? Because it, it, it makes okay. it more. I mean, I didn't want him to die, of course, but it makes it more of a season finale you know like you need these oh oh all these shocking moments to like accumulate what i have preferred him to be able to go back to the future, future. i know i'm all but i'm thinking like does he go back to the future and is it like was he if he would have went back with that spell leo said why it's going to be different but that means all these years leading up to this that means all these years never happened for Chris if he's going to go back right at that moment. Well, it would have been different for sure. I mean, he would he would go into the body of his newfound self. I don't know. It depends on the on the situation. Each like that is Piper different. time with uh, Phoebe's boyfriend when they went into each other, kind of like well, when she had to keep repeating the day. Well, I'm just thinking more of the fact of does he retain new memories based on this new future, or does he go in? And has to figure out what's changed and how to adapt That's to his how new Leo life. Leo made it sound. I thought he was just going to go back and he didn't even know anything. Like it was just like no, a new he, he he just you know he would have the memories that he has now because he went into the past. So that's how it works. He would have to go in and accept his newfound world and his position, his status quo. He may not even like be with Bianca anymore. Who knows? But he would have to have accepted that. But I don't think he would be given new memories. So it just depends. It just depends. Him dying, um, not necessarily makes sense. But again, the Chris that's going to end up in this newfound future is the one that's being born and not this bitter one who's already hates the world. So... It, it it's okay that he passes away. It's just Bianca's just still sitting on that bench waiting for him to come back. Leave Bianca. Get off the bench and go. Meet another man in the underworld with your phoenix. <laughs> with go. your phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Bianca. <sighs> Too funny. Leo trashes the attic in anger, but Paige calms him down. He realizes that Gideon is using Barbas to commit an act of great evil. Paige suggests that Leo intercept intercept Gideon's call for Barbas. I like that Paige snapped him into reality after he destroyed the attic. Yeah. Um, so did she just use the object of objection spell? <laughs> Most likely. Uh, Gideon lures Wyatt by using Leo's voice oh, and catches him in a crystal cage. And he says, I'm sorry for tricking you in this manner. Is that because he's such a smart baby that he's like i'm sorry that i lured you with this uh bar excuse me for my um by the way my fake english accent I, every time i see gideon i just want to talk like him with that whispering tone <laughs> over exaggerated like tone i know it's not you know <laughs> um gideon lures wyatt by using leo's voice and catches him in crystal cage barbus walks in to witness wyatt's death just as Gideon ri- raises his abdomen, Barbus grabs it and stabs Gideon. Barbus turns out to be Leo in a glamour, which I totally forgot happened. Oh, really? I remembered that for sure. I was like, Gideon's getting stabbed again. Like, no matter what you try and do, you're getting stabbed. I mean, I knew Leo was going to come and do his, like, thing, whatever. But I was like, how does he get there? Well, it's poetic <laughs> justice because, like, Leo, I mean, Leo, Gideon is is... Um, pretending to be Leo with his voice. Oh, so, I mean, let's just continue yes. this theme and just have Leo. Perfect. Leo sends Gideon flying across the cavern. Gideon protests, protests that he was only acting out of concern for the greater good. Leo retorts, yes, that killing a child is never in the interest of the greater good and that Gideon has no right to decide that equals the mirror where evil leo here we go we mentioned last episode that leo can call for mirrors now or objects like chris did in that dark lighter chris he calls for the mirror where evil leo and gideon are waiting and he and i like that and he's like i have to do this alone Mm -hmm. uh good leo starts blasting gideon with electricity i thought for sure rob i I estimated it up myself, but I thought e- Evil Leo was like, I wish I would have done it, could have did it myself. 
But he just <laughs> says, I didn't know you had it in you or something like that. What did you think of Leo trashing the attic, though, with his anger and just going all crazy? And then Paige had to, like, run in in between. It was like, stop it. <laughs> please. She's probably like, please, I can't clean up another damn thing. <laughs> but, I yeah, like- he looked pretty mad. Did you find that to be believable? I like when Leo gets mad or, or, or angry or sad in these things because Brian, because we don't see him like that too often. I feel it. I believe it. Yeah. And he better clean that shit up after I tantrum. But yeah, Leo's face when he was mad, it was both kind of funny, but kind of creepy. It was just the oh, way that yeah. it carried yeah. out. And I understand why you say it's funny because he, yeah. I can it's, it's, it. it's out of place for him, but I mean, it's, it's well needed, but um. I love how Gideon is also trying to convince the father of his, of this child that I need to kill him. Like, yeah, like let me do it. Like, shut up! Are you kidding? Like, it's over. Nobody is going to let you do anything like that. Like, I love how he tried to talk himself out of it. And then afterwards, he was gonna what? Take Leo out and give him a cigar and be like, "You understand, right? It was for the greater good, my boy." In the hospital, a surgeon cheerfully informs Phoebe and Paige that Piper is hemorrhaging, and when Phoebe demands that he get his ass back in there into the operating room, the surgeon calls for security. Yeah, bitch, I got you, Karen. Security, security. (laughs) She got to go. Oh, no. As the guards approach, the world starts to change, and the happy, sunny scene gives way to nighttime. Everything is back to normal. The confused surgeon promises to do what he can. <laughs> um, Gideon is electrocuted by Leo, finally starting stating that Leo doesn't know what he's doing. In death, Gideon crumbles to dust. The two yeah. Leo, yeah, it wasn't. Did you was it? You think that was a choice that he crumbled to dust and not the normal? Like I feel like an, an elder might. I don't know come into like a break up into orbs almost like leo has done in the past when they like piper exploded him is it he's not even an elder and he's just like beyond it's different because you know not to spoil but another elder kind of meets the same fate but doesn't turn to dust or maybe he does it's something to look into yeah it's something to look into as we go on so um we'll 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 find out if this is a thing the two Leos smash Gideon's mirror so their worlds can never cross again. Damn. Leo takes Wyatt and heads for the hospital. At the hospital, Phoebe, Paige, and Leo and Wyatt see a healthy baby Chris and are relieved to find out that Piper made it. Leo goes in to see Piper and takes baby Chris along with him. And the doors to re- to the recovery area closes magically, or the timer went off. Yeah, that's more like it. And yeah. the and the episode concludes season six of Charmed. Whoa! So we didn't necessarily get Piper's reaction of Chris dying, which is fine because we all want to end on a happier note. It's great yes. that you know Piper had a. Uh, a good you know a successful you know uh what do you call it having a baby and whatnot pregnancy yeah yeah. and you know everybody's in good spirits and Wyatt again not even cracking a smile over the new baby but we'll move on to baby go to baby brother I I did watch the scene a lot closer when Leo was electrocuting Gideon and over my first summer of watching this kind of leading into the next um season you wonder, did they accomplish what they set out to do? Yes, Gideon is gone, but like in a plot twist, I always thought that Wyatt witnessed Leo killing Gideon, mm. which was a trigger for him turning evil. That would have been good too. I mean, we mentioned in part one there was another, you know, a different if it went a different way, but I, I like this one as well too. The, the fa- way you know, yeah. yeah, the kidnapping is either the kidnapping, whatever explains it, but this is another great example. Following in the father's footsteps. Now, I know that the underworld was sort of shaped in a way to where he was like around the corner when Wyatt was in his cage, but I always was like, Yes, I took special see- note this time. Yeah. 
I took yeah to make sure. But I was like, he. I I always thought that he witnessed him do something, or, and I that mean, I'm sure was the thing that something. did it. Yeah. Um. Wit. Um. I want everyone to witness history with this door magically closing on its own because Man. it's the it's the only season and the only time that the door shut on its own at the end of a season but it wasn't the hollowell manor door yeah i i know it doesn't work rob how do you feel about that i i think there's something so iconic about and i used to wait to see how it would end that season gotcha so when it did it in the hospital i'm like okay i get it they're not home but damn so i will be honest with you when i first saw this i actually thought it was really cute not to say that i would preferred them do it this way but they made it work because yes. my my yes. main focus was that we needed some doors to shut on its own. And yeah. I swear to you, I was like, yay, Chris is, you know, alive. Yay. Okay. First of all, how are we going to get these doors to shut? That's my thing. I'm not worried about fucking Chris. I want to know how they're going to keep the tradition. And so I'm like, how are these doors going to shut? And so they came up with this idea for the revolving doors of the hospital room to shut on the new family to be. And I get it. I, I actually thought it was really cute. Saying it now, would I have wanted a, a full slate of having be the doors each time? Yes. But in the circumstance that we got, I thought it was a what nifty if, sort of one-off thing that they could have done. What about they show that and then they do like an aerial and then you see like this, I don't know, like this essence moving through Hollowell Manor. Is it Chris? Is it Prue? Is it Grams? Whatever. And the door just closes like it would have, but like in a nice peaceful like. Well, it would make sense. Or welcome baby or something appears in the in the uh, manor like magically comes on the wall and then a magic like, you know, like something like that, like to a significant something someone came and is welcoming the baby or something, you know? Well, it would make sense. Cause these bitches do not lock their doors. I, I don't, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Was I it the wind? Was it Prue? <laughs> I don't, I don't know why this door was open, but um, yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I, I was just more on keeping the tradition, how it yes. happened. I didn't mind. So that was my thing. Um, we again, did get less of Piper. Were we okay with her absence in this episode? Yeah, for om- and for hemorrhaging, she looked amazing when they revealed her. In the- they pulled her out of the operation room, and she looked amazing. <laughs> I was like, wait, how's Piper going to look? I forgot. I mean, I knew she was happy, but she looked like she was... She had a great pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's go through some notes that I gathered for this two-part finale. Ryan, another title used by the WB for this episode in Australia was nice girls, naughty girls. Ooh, you know how I feel about this. Actually, our one of our, our friends in Charmies, Samantha, did mention that this was like maybe a local town that might have had like a, I guess almost like we have here in like WB, we had WB11 here in New York, but it might have been, what What was your WB? Do you, Rob, do you remember the, it was the number? Like, it was like wb Ten or eleven? I oh, think so we, you had eleven too. That would have been. So. I, I think it was ten or eleven, from what I remember. As far as Washington, I can't remember what it was in San Francisco, but yeah, I remember ten or eleven being WB. So it's like that, I guess, like a local thing. But I hate because it has to. It's naughty, naughty. Because naughty is a, supposed to be s- sexy to me. I think that's a you know another way of spicing it up. Yeah. Um. This is the first of the series to hold a UK rating certificate of 15. So I'm guessing, you know, TVMA or TV14. So this is a 15 for violence. The strongest rating the series received. The other episode, which was, you know, part two. But yeah, that, that happened in the UK. With this episode, oh my God. Okay, now I'm sure somebody may fact check this, but if it is true, I find it to be kind of fascinating. Uh, with this episode, this season finale, Rose McGowan has officially surpassed Shannon Doherty's number of episodes as this is her 67th episode surpassing Shannon at 66. Yeah, I think that's right because the, what there's 22 and then they threw those extra. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Because Shannon was three seasons. Mm-hmm. 
we'll know Rose goes on for five. But yeah. yeah. But this is the official episode where she has surpassed her number. Can I just uh, say, bro, I don't want to interrupt you, but that's very important because back in the day, Charmies, I always like to bring this up. Paige was hated. I can't tell you. Paige was hated. I used to use this as evidence and be like, well, guess what? She's been on longer than Prue at this point. Like when things like this happened, like get over it. But I got it. It's like another world now. But Paige was like, you had to defend her and things like this being able to say, well, look, she's been on longer than Prue. Not that it means anything, but it was almost like, okay, she's still, she's part of this show. Yeah. I mean, there's no turning back when you, you know, kind of surpass somebody else. She is a part of the show. She doesn't replace her, but she's a part of the show. Yes. Like, yeah. So I get that. Uh, this episode, as far as a cultural reference, is a play on words referring to the title of the film. It's a mad, 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 mad world. You hate this title, right? This bad, bad, bad. Is it a bad world? Is it a bad, 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 bad world? Uh, bad, bad are girls. You, are you familiar with Mad, 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 Mad World? I've heard of it only in reference to this, you know, being a reference. I mean, I know gotcha. I've heard it before, but. No, no, don't know what it's about. So they reference this in The Simpsons. There's a full episode committed to the plot of this movie, and it's loosely remade um, with Rat Race. Okay, okay. So the, the plot of Rat Race was It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, which is one of the longest films in U.S. history. This movie runs at like almost three to four hours. There's an intermission in between the movie too, but it involves a group of people who uh, find out that a dying man buried treasure somewhere and they somewhat have the location and all of them just spread out and use all sorts of means of transportation to get from one destination to another. Wow. And it took them like almost three to four hours to complete this film. So, uh, yeah. So when you think of Rat Race, that was not an original idea. It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was based on this movie, If in case anybody wow, didn't know. Wow, wow, wow. Technically, though, with the door shutting on itself, Ryan, there is a part in the episode where the door does shut on its own, and it's right after Daryl is thrown out. So Chris technically does it again. So okay. Okay, yes. Yeah, so they give you know, that. <laughs> telekinesis is the most common power in the charmed universe. Yes, that's right. He does have that telekinesis push of Daryl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the hospital elevator is actually the same one used in Cole's apartment building, as well as the one that was used in Miles' building when <gasps> that Phoebe dated. Scandal. <laughs> Barbus flames into the underworld and notices his arm is on fire. Guess what? That was not special effects. His arm was really on fire. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. They had to set it. And if you notice, like when he pats his arm down, you can see a little bit of shiny residue that probably caused the fire to kind of like be on his oh, sleeve. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. All right. It is time. For the final hot man meter of the season, let's just cement. It's raining, man. All right, so we have a little bit of a list here. Of course, a lot of the men that we have in this episode are repeated or recurring characters, but the ones who showed up for the first time, we have our patrolman, Blake Robbins. Does this tall drink of water make it onto your list? Well, you're really making him, selling him. I've seen him in other stuff on TV. I I just like his height. But yeah, does this gentleman make your list? No, because I don't like the way he acts. (laughs) I don't like what he did. So no, no, um, no, um, he didn't make a, a really an impression on me i'm sorry man okay no blake robbins yeah he didn't make my list either how about our orderly now this is the gentleman who was talking to piper he lost his arm or his hand oh yeah because he used his cell phone this is mike played by jay lamont pope now i find him to have a very cute smile i actually liked his acting and his attitude but he's not hot enough for my meter uh, he would have to be cuter than Derek, who is my number 10, and Derek is pretty fine. So, yeah, I'm going to pass on this gentleman right now. 
What about you? I agree, but he did have the smile, but also a beautiful... I mean, I guess everyone was happy in that world, but I liked his personality as well. Um, But yeah, I am so full. Okay. No. (laughs) How about the annoying unidentified elder played by John Todd? No. uh, Gone already. Yeah. I don't even want to. He's gone. No. Yeah, I'm I'm going to pass on him, too. He did not make my list. <laughs> Last but not least, if this is going to change any part of the hot man meter, it will be this gentleman. Our doctor, Dr. Roberts, played by Jim Abel, Abelli. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Um, no. I, I will doesn't. say I love the silver fox hair he had. He also looked yes. kind of tall too, so I thought yes. he was handsome, but he wasn't hot, not hotter than Derek. So no, I'm not passing on him. Yeah, uh, I, I liked when he finally kicked in and said, "I'll do what I can to save your sister." I know but he's no, a, he's I'll... such a doctor. He just like saves lives. Ooh, ooh. It took him long enough though. He was standing there it was precious time. I kept saying, "Get him in the office." I mean, get him in that room. But no, I'm sorry, doctor man. I know this was your my last chance to add. All right. Well, it seems that our lists are solidified. This is our oh, top ten. Dun, dun. Do you have a hottest female? Yes. And uh, yes, I am done with my list. I am still debating on hottest female, uh, but I definitely have a most adorable. Now it's all up to you guys. We want to hear what your hot man meter looks like yes. for season six. We need a top 10 hottest guys, a hot female, and a most adorable, which could be either male or female. Make sure to send your list to bwthpod at gmail.com. You're more than welcome to DM directly on Twitter, which is bwthpodcast. <laughs> yeah. BWTH podcast and on Instagram brunch with the Hollowells, all one word. I would love to get your lists and, um, and you put together a charming season six hot man meter. Ooh, that's, it's always interesting when you, the different tastes, the different people, where will Chris end up on this list? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right, now it's time to pick our last MVP. All right, Ryan, who's your MVP? Paige did it for me in these two episodes. It was either between Paige and Phoebe. I know Leo might be... I guess Leo should be the real one in this episode, but I loved all the things that Paige was doing, putting the bass, we didn't even get to mention to the bassinet, uh, putting that together. She's, she's trying to do so much, but also that scene with her crying with, with Leo there. And when Chris dies, I just really, I just love what Paige brought, but that's my bias. I'm a Paige guy. I totally get it. Um, yeah, it, it's really close between the two sisters, I think, with this episode. I mean, just again with the dual roles, even though we got a lot of characters who did that, these two had to kind of really take lead with Piper yes. gone and and all that stuff. And not that Piper always takes the lead, but there was a lot of Piper. I mean, there was a lot of Paige and Phoebe scenes, and I think they both did a, a fantastic job in what they were doing. Yes. And if I had to pick one, I think I would lean it more towards Phoebe, to be honest, Uh, for some of the reasons that you said earlier about her. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed what she brought. She brought the, you know, the drama, the the laughs, and she looked great. And so, yes, she did. She did. Now, with all of this being said, the play of the week, my goodness, out of everything that happened in this episode, what would be the play? of the week i think to me i don't know this is so left field and so corny oh mine is really bad too i think the play of the week for me is just how stealthily and executed the way the swat team came in and swarmed him especially this dude coming out of the closet i just thought that was the best freaking thing ever it was so funny um 
SWAT does SWAT doesn't hide. They come in guns blazing. Like they don't give a shit about the environment who's in there. Their main goal is to get in and take out the target. That's it. And I just love the way that this was just so executed. This dude was probably the, in the closet. closet actually is hysterical to think about it, how he yeah. popped out like there. But and they all, like, but they just planned it all. I love it. And so um that's my play. See, that makes me feel less awkward to say that my because I like that it's not like Leo took the mirror. Cause mine is really mine is Phoebe leaving the hospital room after the guy says she better leave or she's going to cut her limbs off. I don't know why that's not even a play, but the way she ran for that door. Bye. Yeah. Call ya. I love it. I've always <laughs> loved it. And it just always stands out. That's so funny. All right. Well, that looks like that this is going to conclude season six. I want to really thank everyone for sticking with us for another season. I hope you all enjoyed uh, all the laughs and fun that we brought to season six this time. I'm very excited to get to season seven. Uh, let's talk about when we're going to see Brunch with the Hollowells return. Usually around this time, I do take a break. And just to recharge, you know, think of ways to enhance the show, do stuff different, yada, yada, yada. So this, this break is going to be a little different. Um, I'm going to go a little longer than what I'm used to. I thought about this quite a bit, and I really was trying to make it work, but I think it's needed that I take a little bit of a longer break than what I usually do. So this episode ends today, July 5th. I am going to take a break until September. So I'm going to take July and August off. And I will return with our teaser trailer to season seven on um, and and air the first episode on September 5th, which is the first Sunday of September. I like. okay. so first off, as a a charmy growing up as a charmy of this series for the last few seasons, I know how it is when Rob took a break. But I think this is going to be fantastic because the show will come back in the fall almost like Charm did in September. And it's going to be on Sundays again, just like Charmed came back in September on Sundays. <laughs> and it's going to be the fall and witchy vibes all around. It's going to be perfect time for Charm to come back. And those new those new season promo picks that Rob's going to be taking in between <laughs> seasons. Well, that's, that's a very nice way of putting it. I... <laughs> I, I hate to take such a long break, I, and I know that with COVID and people kind of being quarantined all around the world, and they're using these podcasts as outlets and escapes and stuff, and I definitely would love to have been there for you guys for the summer, but this also allows me to have like a summer of my own. I have multiple shows that I'm doing, and, and I also mm -hmm. need to kind of wrap those up as well or make time for them, so, you know... I think taking July and August off will be really good for me. And then when I do come back season seven and season eight, will have a shorter break in between. Most likely I'll take maybe a week off and then we'll just go straight into season eight and just finish the series real quick. So uh, hopefully you guys can uh, last for, for just two months. And this will also allow anyone who has begun the show Ooh, From the that's even more exciting. You get an extra two months to catch up and finally be caught up with the rest of the Charmies. Now, I know some of you may be asking, well, I'm on Patreon. What about the two months that I'm going to be paying monthly? Well, it turns out that Patreon does have a feature where you can actually pause monthly payments to the patrons Wonderful. that are on the page. So anyone who is currently in the attic right now, you will not be charged for July and August as there will not be any bonus episodes occurring on there. And you do not have to go through the um, steps to cancel and rejoin when the show comes back. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so it will be paused and um, you will not get billed for that. And then September when the 1st to the 6th, I think somewhere in between there, they'll charge again. That is when you'll see the payment and then the show will be back. So in these two months, if any of you decide to check out The Attic for all of the bonus episodes that we've had since the launch 
patreon.com slash BWTH podcast. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff on there and we're still popping out with new and exciting ways to give you bonus content. So make sure to check that out. Again, Charmies, thank you for listening to the show. It was such a pleasure once again to talk Charmed with all of you and and just have an opportunity to just talk about one of my favorite shows. Ryan, you have been such a godsend on coming in and helping me with this season. It's been such a pleasure working with you, of course. Thank you so much. I hope that the sh- um I hope the Charmies enjoyed what I can I try to bring to this um show when i can um i hope at the end of the day i just it my enthusiasm just shows that i love brunch with the hollowells and i love charmed and to be able to do this i mean because rob and i do other podcasts like he's saying but especially with the show that motivated me to begin my own podcasting journey tied to charmed and has been one of the longest running ones i've listened to it's been so wonderful to be able to do this with rob (laughs) very good very good thank you i appreciate that well okay we're gonna say goodbye for now definitely send us your feedback on the season as you are listening to it and um look forward to seeing you all again in season seven see you in september blessed be charming (laughs) yeah blessed be wow